Hi, everybody. It's another Community Spotlight episode of Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. I'm Tyler Green, your host and the head of community here at Pod People. Vishnu Vallabhaneni joined the Pod People community quite recently, and we have all been so pleased and excited by him that we just had to bring him to your ears. In this conversation, we talk about how he listened to NPR as a kid and how that informed his future, how he took and, spoiler alert, eventually left a project that didn't sit well with him, and we dig into his most recent role as a senior producer working alongside Pod People to produce Bon Appetit's Food People. This is the relaunch of what was their food cast, which premieres on July 29th. They have also recently released on that same feed a mini-season that they're calling Healthy-ish. Both of those you can find wherever you get your podcasts. But before we shine that amazing community spotlight on Vishnu, I just wanted to mention a quick note on Bon Appetit. We recently shared a detailed letter to our community that explained our decision to enter into a business relationship with Condé Nast, which is the parent company of Bon Appetit. If you haven't received that email and you'd like to receive it, I am more than happy to forward it to you. If you want to send me a note at tyler at podpeople.com, I'll get that over to you right away. But in short, we had an opportunity to work with Condé Nast on a couple of projects. One of them is this Bon Appetit show. Another is a new Vogue show that's coming out. And while we actively do not approve of the past behavior that came to light last year, we also recognize that Condé Nast is going to be a player in the podcasting scene, much like a lot of traditional media outlets in the world. And since Pod People often works with corporations and big businesses, we took this as an opportunity to figure out how to help them do it right. And that is exactly what we are doing. We have staffed the show ourselves, and the team is run by our head of production, Matt Sav, and our amazing project managers, as well as folks like Vishnu on Bon Appetit. And I think that this has really been an opportunity for us to make hopefully a positive change in the greater audio space and continue to help organizations like Condé Nast rebuild and structure their audio departments from the ground up. So if you have any further questions on that, please don't hesitate to reach out again. My email is tyler at podpeople.com. You can also reach out to hello at podpeople.com. So with that, I would like to pivot back to the show and back to our amazing community member, Vishnu. We're going to start by going through the litany of amazing people that he has had the opportunity to work with so far in his career. Okay, so digging into your background, you've worked with some pretty awesome people. Justin Simeon, Dear White People, Lena Waithe is a mentor, and apparently somebody told me you know Issa Rae. So my first question is, how does it feel to be so cool? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I would never say that I know Issa Rae. Oh, shit. uh, (laughs) I, I met her once at a podcast recording. So yeah, I, I worked with Justin for about a year and some change as his assistant slash sort of catch all for anything that came his way. Yeah. It was for the pandemic. I think it was 2018. Mm. I started working with him and really signed on because, you know, I'm a filmmaker outside of podcasting as well. And I never really even thought of audio in a, in a 
storytelling sense until I started working for him. And he got an opportunity to record for KCRW, NPR in LA, this show called Don't At Me by Justin Simeon. And he was hosting it. And it was all about kind of BIPOC creators who are dealing with their voice in the landscape of representation, Mm. specifically in film and television. And that was my first kind of foray into it. I met Lena through that. And yeah, she's been a great mentor. I worked with her on like a short film as as well. So I think one of the first questions I always ask people is, how did you get your start in audio? And you sort of answered that. But I think to take it another layer deeper, we talk to a lot of people on this show. Almost everybody actually has, you know, pivoted from something else, right? And or is doing multiple different creative tracks at the same time. So I'd love to hear you talk about that pivot to audio and sort of why it was interesting to you to pursue at the level you're now pursuing it. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to say, like, honestly, like, it was purely out of necessity. Like, it was something that, like, I definitely didn't think about, but I grew to love it. And I didn't really, I think, realize that so much of my assimilation experience in this country, I'm an immigrant, I came from... I came from, that sounds so weird. I immigrated from New Delhi in 1998. Mm. Um, My entire family did. And I came over barely knowing English. I knew three other Indian languages, Hindi, Telugu, and Kannada. And I, you know, as immigrants do, they try to get their kids as used to the surroundings as much as possible. So my parents spoke to us in English and played a bunch of NPR. A lot of it was like car talk and wait, wait, don't tell me and Terry Gross. And I very quickly lost my accent. If you were listening to me, I you probably have no idea that I'm actually from India. I grew up in Texas because I don't sound like I'm from anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't really realize like how much I think public radio or you know, audio storytelling in general kind of shaped my personality and the stuff that I'm interested in. You know, starting on Justin's show, that show is so, I loved it. I loved that entire process. It was so inspiring to me as a filmmaker to listen to all these creators talk about their insecurities, like in broad daylight. So one of the areas that I think that we align on and that pod people and you align on is representation in our industry and the lack of it and the ways in which we can make sure that people who are traditionally marginalized, their stories are told in a way that is uh, awesome and fair. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the current gig that you have. You know, we came to you, you signed up for pod people, you filled out our survey and and like a few weeks later, I think, or maybe maybe longer, I'm not exactly sure what the time span was there, but we reached out and said, do you want this job at Condé Nast? And we explained sort of why we were interested in the gig and why we wanted to take the client on. And and then you engaged in some conversations with other people that I wasn't a part of, but right. your enthusiasm at the beginning was really noticeable. So I wanted to hear about that moment for you and sort of why you chose to be considered for the gig. Eventually, spoiler alert, got it. And then by extension, like, what is that show? And sort of, yeah, why should people listen? So that's a lot of questions. But know that when this show comes out, the season will have launched. Yeah, it's actually wild because I 
you know, like a lot of people felt the pandemic in my wallet, you know, Hmm. like I was, I was unemployed. I was getting those unemployment benefits that thank God, like Joey Biden was helping us have, you know, (laughs) and I was really thankful for that, but I was so anxious to get to work that I would apply to all these jobs on LinkedIn that probably didn't even fit my expertise or my interests. And I just needed work because I think capitalism, blah, blah, blah. But like, I I enjoy working. It's good for me to have structure, especially when a large amount of my job as a freelance filmmaker is kind of structureless, right? Mm. I filled out the pod people survey and it was actually like the cleanest, like no smoke, like the cleanest interview hire process I've ever had. Like I've actually never felt more supported. I think partly because podcasting is so new now, like the medium is a little undefinable. Like you said, Tyler, like everyone's entering it from different points of view and different industries. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a medium or a quality check of, you know, who a producer is, what their writing chops may be, what their editing chops may be. And I appreciated how everything was so upfront, especially with the Condé Nast job and especially the history of Bon Appetit. You know, like I love BA's brand. I grew up like I would say like if film and podcasting are like my first two loves, food is a, is a very close number three. I love food. It's a huge part of realizing my identity as an Indian American person. And Bon Appetit is a huge factor in that story. Mm-hmm. I said in my interview that like I used to fall asleep watching Bon Appetit videos because the cast of characters that they have are so comforting and they're familiar and they're good at their job. And they, and you also learn how to make great food. Mm. And a big thing that we talk about in making this podcast is that level of intimacy with the audience and finding ways to establish that in audio that you can't necessarily get in a five to 10 minute recipe video, mm-hmm. right? So walking into this job and the conversations that I've had for the Bon Appetit podcast have really been about the differences between an essay, a video, and what a podcast can do for that. And my level of success is if anybody, if any audience member is able to take away a piece of insight or like an inside joke or something from a podcast, go to a dinner party and then pawn off that idea as their own. Mm-hmm. That, that to me is the, the level of, of a successful podcast. So I hope that the show gives like people recipes, but also like, just some cool things that we didn't know. And the title of the show is called Food People. And I think it very cleanly kind of describes the folks who work at Bon Appetit and the kinds of stories that they want to tell. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want people to know about your, you know, role on the show, the show itself, kind of the evolution of the process over the last few months? Yeah. My role on the show, like when I walked on, they basically I walked in and they were like, we don't really know what we want the show to be. There wasn't a format. There wasn't a host. There wasn't even a name. And what we did know was that they wanted to do 28 episodes Hmm. about food, all about 30 minutes long. The show is going to be kind of a combination of a host interview and a segment in between that is going to play up the ecosystem that Bon Appetit has. And I don't know if you watch their content, Mm. but they have a lot of really amazing food journalists on video stars that really know food and all of its intricacies. So we wanted to show the breadth of 
the kind of Bon Appetit ecosystem. So we have this segment that will feature a sort of off-interview guest, and maybe we'll play a game. A game that they used to play a lot was this game called Cook, Marry, Kill. And it was this thing of, you know, what's the one thing you're going to cook? What's the one food that you would marry? And what's the one thing you're never going to make again? And fun things like that, that you kind of, you know, think about Bon Appetit as something that can accompany you on a walk or in your kitchen while you're cooking. Mm, Nice. Okay. As we said before, you really lead your work in an effort to champion and create spaces for underrepresented voices. So in that context, I would love to hear you just talk about a couple of things that you specifically would like to see change about the audio industry when it comes to representation. Mm. And I know there's like a million things, but what are the top (laughs) few things that, that need attention now? It's so tricky because I think representation is a sort of like catch-all term sometimes. Mm. Uh, It's hard, you know? I I think like the thing that I've been thinking about recently is kind of like story equity. Like, I know we toss around the word equity a lot, and, you know, forgive me, but it's the, you know, who gets to tell what story? And I think that's an interesting question for me. Mm -hmm. What I would like to see in the podcasting space are obviously filling rooms from the financing level in Spotify to the producer level like me or the host and the guests that we talk to as well, for it to be filled with diverse perspectives of skin color and identity, sexual identity, gender identity, all of that. I think it's really important and also a diversity in the stories themselves, having a level of intimacy with it. And I would love for it to be more than a kind of topical application for it to be a kind of systemic shift in podcasting. Mm -hmm. I do think similar to the film industry and maybe even more so, I don't know the statistics, but I, I do think the podcasting space is very white cis male dominated, you know? Yeah. Nothing against my white cis men, but you know, <laughs> other people, other people have stories as well. So uh, that would be a nice thing to to think about in the diversity of stories that are out there. Yeah, for sure. And if you could give advice to a young person who's entering this industry, and maybe specifically a young BIPOC person who is joining the audio world, what advice would you give to that person? I mean, what I would say is that. Having had a couple of jobs now in my position, know when something isn't right for you. And I say that with the intention of actually protecting your energy and realizing when you can't combat a force that is sometimes too big for your own good. I worked for this wellness show at the end of last year that to me was a problematic organization. And, you know, wellness can be a very cultural vulturey space. And I realized that through my time working there. After three to four episodes, I was like, this isn't working. They are combating me to every end and the promises that we made at the top of employment are not being kept. So I walked away and I'm happy I walked away. I needed to give myself that mental space. And the reason why I say mental space is that I think as BIPOC people, we have to understand that no matter what class you're growing up in, you are growing up in a level of trauma because depending on what shade of brown you are, you have been colonized to a certain extent, right? And I I say that with a level of sensitivity 
because you have to kind of realize that when you put yourself in spaces where you don't have the necessary safety to say your mind or speak to your experience, it can be very trapping. And I think it's better to exit that experience rather than try to shift the moon and the sun to kind of have people see your way. Mm. And it's not something that I really understood until I had to go through it. So as young BIPOC people, I would really just say, protect your energy, go where people want to hear your voice and go where they respect it. Mm. That's an incredible story. And I appreciate you being so open about it. We really appreciate you truly. I wish we had more time to dig into some of the nuances of the stuff you're bringing to the table. I hope that as we start to launch a discussion Mm. board for our crew and events and educational resources, that we can continue these conversations and really provide useful things to creators like yourself and all the other amazing people in the community. So thank you for doing what you do and showing up. Thank you for thinking of me, having me on, and looking out for people like us. It's better to exit an experience than try to shift the moon and the sun to have people see your way. Wow. I am going to tape that on my desk and leave it there for myself to see every single day. Thank you so much to Vishnu for talking with me about why he joined the Bon Appetit show, where he sees and where he'd like to see representation in the podcast industry, and how public media specifically shaped his youth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast for People Who Make Podcasts, Matt Sav, our head of production, talks to Beth Schiff about guest booking and story hunting. I'm a talent booker, but I'm also what I call myself as a story hunter because everyone has a story and every booking has sort of a story behind it. The Pod People team is Rachel King, and Fuse, Matt Sav, me, Tyler Green, Andrea Perez, Ashton Carter, Isabel Genius, Alexa Brooks-Major, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Stephanie Bashara, Devin Wilson, Priscilla Verlin, Madison Lusby, Brian Rivers, and Erica Wong. <laughs> this podcast is edited by Katie Clarkson and mixed and engineered by Erica Wong. All links mentioned in this episode are, of course, listed in the show notes. You know Pod People has Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Follow us, like our stuff, give us a comment, and... If you haven't already, be sure to join the Pod People community by going to podpeople.com slash join. And again, send us an email at hello at podpeople.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. All right. Thank you so much and see you next week. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Which decade do you love the most and why? I wish 50s was on there because I love the fashion in the 50s. But if it's not the 50s... (laughs) I'll go 70s. I guess I'm just really thinking pure fashion. Give me the like grooves and bell-bottom jeans. 